This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 111, Still Lucky. In this episode, I have got, I've got some knitting, a little bit of spinning, some travels, a little tale for you about why I am still lucky. And, of course, we should kick this episode off with some updates. All right, so to begin with, it's been a long time since I recorded. Uh, and when I get through these updates, at least the beginning half, it won't sound like I am very lucky, but I, in spite of it all, I still consider myself lucky. I think two days after I recorded the last episode, my mom called at like nine o'clock. Oh, no, no, no. It was like 630 at night. Mom doesn't usually call. Like all holidays, I call. Most of the time on my birthday, she calls me, but sometimes I call her on my birthday. So when mom calls, it's like, hey, mom, what's up? Um, She was crying, a bit upset. And she said, I need you to come now. So the next day, my oldest brother and I were on a plane from Colorado Springs to uh, the northwest corner of Pennsylvania to help my mom. So dad was struggling. His condition has gotten worse. And she had to make decisions about his hospice care. This is, I think, not what you normally think about hospice, like hospice. Okay, things are dire. It's within a week or two. But this is, I think, going to be a more long-term deterioration. But dad's in hospice nonetheless. So while we were at... Hmm. Okay, so let me get to this. It's very strange. So right before that, before mom called, the boy was suffering with some kidney stone issues. And they had him knocked on his butt for a few days. So he was okay. So I'm like, okay, I can go help mom and everything will be fine. My brother and I spent four days helping mom out, getting lots of paperwork together and things like that to prepare for, you know, what's coming in the future. We were able to take an outside look and remove remove some of the emotion for her so that she could make decisions, what's right for her and dad at this point in their life and, you know, what works best for their health and safety. So we got through that. We knew it was coming. Dad's had the same issue, which has caused his deterioration over the past several years. He actually had quite a few more good years than most people with the condition. So we do it, you know, it could have been way worse. They got a lot of good time and it just, you know, it fell off really quickly. He like 60 days before that, 45 days before mom called, they were going out to dinner and movie like once a week. So they were still having date nights, but you know, things change. So we went and helped mom. We were headed back to the airport, my brother and I, it's like nine o'clock in the morning, Eastern standard time. And I get a call from my significant other who says, Hey, by the way, I just got added to the surgery list for this afternoon. This stone thing is not resolving on its own. So I need help. So, and he did that like the same day while I'm traveling home, he's having a minor surgical procedure. They consider it invasive because of what it is, but it wasn't anything major. You know, it poses some risk, but nothing major, but still, I was like, wait a minute, you can't do that. I'm not even there. So he was actually arriving home from, you know, post-op at around the same time my brother and I were arriving home. 
he um itty bitty actually was the one to pick him up post up <laughs> which is just crazy that to think that my kids are even that old right so oh and while we were gone my nephew got bit by a dog right it's it's been just sheer madness Ugh. so september was really rough just one thing after another after another it just didn't didn't really seem like things were gonna look up you know it was it was crap september was crap and i'm so glad that october's here the first week of october is behind us and so far it's been pretty great really had a good october so far and you know thank goodness september is behind us but things are what they are and they are what they will be and we will all come through it in the end all right so what other updates do i have um the My Blue Heaven pattern released about a week after I recorded the last episode, and that went really, really well. And I've received some very positive feedback on the pattern, and it's been wonderful. And I'm so glad that it is out on the streets. And actually, this past weekend, My Blue Heaven crossed the state line into New Mexico and made an appearance in 100th Sheep's booth at the Taos Wool Festival, which was pretty awesome that it was on display with the dyer's yarn. So that was pretty cool. I really, really enjoyed that. What else? So instead of hyping things up, because you know me, you've met me, right? I'm super not good at um, estimating realistic timelines and things like that. But I undertook another super duper top secret project that from conception to sample knitting to submission was about five weeks. And during September, I actually found out I had a knitting pattern picked up by a publication. And that's pretty awesome. Um, So because the publication has some kind of strict rules about, you know, releasing information about the patterns before they come out, I can't say much more than that. However, in December, as soon as it hits the street, it will be all over social media and all over the podcast and all over everything. And I'm super excited. I... It was like a Monday morning and I did a dance at work when the email came through. I was super excited. So I'm pretty proud of myself and we will see where that adventure takes us next. Aren't you proud of me? Like I didn't hype up the super duper top secret project for like three months and then release it, right? I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm proud of myself. I feel good about it. I can't wait to see it published. It'll be amazing. And that's what I have to say about that. So I also have, I guess, well, I've hinted at some, some travel Um, updates. Since I last recorded, I went to both Salida with the Knit Girls for their little wool festival, and which is a day trip. It's about an hour and a half drive from Colorado Springs. We go down, check out all the vendors, see if there's any demos that we like, and just, you know, kind of chill, spend the day. It was the same cruise last year. I went with Danny and Julia, and they are fantastic, a lot of fun. We had a great lunch. We had a good drive. We had some good chats. And it was just fantastic. And I really enjoy that trip. And I'm glad I was able to make it again this year. Additionally, uh, the boy did go to Taos with me this year. He did a 33-mile trek up the side of a mountain and back um, on Saturday while I spent the day at the festival. Walking around, visiting vendors. Saw a pretty cool weaving demo. That was nice. Got to visit my blue heaven in 100th Sheep's. Uh, booth. It was cool. I didn't didn't purchase a whole lot of yarn. I got a skein that talked to me from Hummingbird Moon, and then I got some 
fiber from the 100th sheep that that also spoke to me and said please take me home so that is all i think i've got going on in updates i've got not a whole ton of of travel pending here in the near future the next coming weekend we are going to mizzou for homecoming weekend it is bird's senior year and she asked us to come out for homecoming so she can enjoy that time with us and share that event with her family so that'll be cool and i know that the boys family is coming in from st louis for quite a bit of that so it'll be a lot of fun to have all the family together that'll be a lot of fun and i'll really enjoy it all right it looks like that is all i've got going on in updates so i guess it's time to get this podcast started and now it is on to spin a tale in this episode, I have a little tale for you about how I am still lucky. Uh, I'm calling it still lucky because when I was thinking about calling it lucky, I went back through the, the post rolls and noted that there's an episode called Lucky at number 76 in my lineup. So I figured still lucky will have to do because I feel that way. Lucky and blessed and fortunate in everything that's going on in my life. Overall, things are fantastic. But Let's get down to the nitty gritty of why I feel still lucky. First, it all started back in 2012 when the family and I relocated to Baltimore for the first time. We usually spend the first couple of months kind of exploring the area. We'll go on weekend drives, weekend trips, Sunday driving to see what's going on in the area, that kind of thing. Checking out the back roads, finding restaurants. I'm not sure if you can hear the dog in the background, but he's hilarious. And that kind of thing. So that's what we like to do when we move to a new area. And it was no different when we moved to the Baltimore area. We found ourselves, all four of us, me, the boy, Itty Bitty, and Bird, at the Howard County Fairgrounds. We might have even been there for the Howard County Fair. But we were seated, relaxing, getting ready for an awful, awful magic show. On these wooden benches outside in front of this outdoor stage. And Bird looked down. What did she see staring back at her? A four-leaf clover. She picked it. It was amazing. I think it was the first one that any of us had ever found. And it was pretty awesome. And that was the first of many. Like many, many, many four-leaf clovers. If you follow me at all on social media, like Instagram or Twitter, you will have seen my affinity for four-leaf clovers. And it all started that day. Later the same day, I found my first. And I have found dozens since. Literally, like dozens. So in the past two weeks, I have found like seven. Now, mind you, I don't hunt for four-leaf clovers. They just, I just happen upon them. I probably look down more than I used to before the whole four-leaf clover thing became a thing, but it's totally now a thing. And if nothing else, that's got to be lucky, right? So I'm not super duper superstitious. Do I think that finding four-leaf clovers is going to change my life? No, absolutely not. However, I think it's kind of indicative of how I feel about my life. I really do feel blessed and lucky and fortunate for everything that I've got in my life. I think the boy and I have worked really, really hard throughout our lives to make sure that we always have clothes on our backs, a roof over our head. We are healthy and happy. And I haven't been able to get it to translate to the lottery winnings, but everything else, I feel like I'm lucky in love. I feel like we've made the right decisions and the right moves for our family to line ourselves up for success. And if not lucky, I don't know how else to describe it. And I will continue to 
I imagine, until my luck runs dry, find four-leaf clovers. Sometimes I think they're a sign or a symbol that I am on the right path, that I'm doing the right thing, that we have moved to the right place. But I love clovers, and I highly, highly doubt that they will ever disappear from my life or from my social media, apparently. And that, my friends, is a little tale for you about how I still feel lucky. And I hope that you do too. In this edition of Spinning My Wheels, I feel like I've been relatively productive. Of course, now that I think about what I've already talked about in my introduction, I, I, I may have already like shared all the goodness with you about what I've been up to. So we've already covered the status of My Blue Heaven and the second Super Duper Top Secret project. So that's out. Can't talk about that again. Pretty exciting still, though. But what have I been up to? I'm more than halfway done with the pair of self-striping socks, which is awesome. They're a lot of fun, and that is super easy knitting for road trips, which is fantastic. Because, what, just on the trip... So the trip to Salida was a total of three hours of car driving. And I get kind of chatty, so I can't really... I can't really consistently knit the entire time, but I don't have to worry about losing my place. I don't have to worry about, you know, miscrossing a cable or dropping a stitch or anything like that. So those socks have been treating me really, really well. And this past weekend, I actually only got about a total of four hours of knitting time. And it's slow, by the way, um, in the car because we were chatting and BSing and looking at the beautiful, beautiful scenery as we drove between Colorado Springs through Southern Colorado into Taos, New Mexico. Some of the leaves are starting to change and it was super beautiful to see all the bright yellow of the aspens changing colors, dotting the evergreen fields that they were in on the mountainsides. That was awesome. So I was more of a looky-loo and a chatter this trip, but I got about four hours of knitting time in the car with the boy. On the way back, I didn't knit on the socks at all. The way out, I did. The way back, I actually worked on a swatch. So I'm just experimenting with some increases. Uh, working on a double increase that is kind of modeled after Zandy Peters stack stitches, but a little different. It's just a double increase that is worked in the same stitch. And I'm kind of digging the effect and I'm seeing if I can work that into a shawl design. So we'll see. Super duper easy shawl is kind of what I'm thinking. Squishy, wonderful, um, heavier weight yarn like a worsted or a DK weight on big needles. Sounds like fun and quick and easy. So we'll see how that goes. What else? Okay. So the eco vest, I'm about halfway done with that too. And I'm pretty proud of myself. I've only miscrossed like two cables, of course, both at knit group. How does that happen? But I was able to drop back down, recross them and all was right with the world. So let me tell you about that. So the first time when I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do this pattern that I've been wanting to do, right? I knit the bottom edge, which was about an inch of garter stitch. And then I got to the cable around <laughs> the first, like the setup rows for the cables. And I'm like, nope, I do not have the brain power to take this on right now. I'm not going to do it. So what I set it down for like three months and didn't do anything with it. I actually had to copy and paste the instructions just for the cable rows from the PDF into a Word document, change the font size, spread it out lengthwise on the paper so I could read it more clearly because I was just getting so mixed up 
trying to knit it off of the like compact instructions, the way they were wedged in next to a picture and all elongated. So I changed some of the abbreviations to something I was more comfortable with, made them shorter, one line at a time. It's only a four row repeat for like 14 inches for my size, which is large to extra large. But it was still, I was getting so tripped up when all of the instructions were compacted together. But now I have the brain power. I can actually do those cables, read the knitting well enough to not even need them. And I know that I need to go for 14 inches. So I'm almost there. I will be transitioning to armholes here in a minute. And that should be awesome. And once I get to the armholes, the actual garment's like more than halfway done. So that's awesome. And I'm really enjoying the knit. I'm knitting that out of Eco Plus. Uh, Eco Plus Merino, which is super soft and squishy and wonderful. I had some Eco Plus in my stash that I was using. However, when I got, so yeah, I started it twice. I got about four inches in and thought to myself, oh yeah, I do not have enough yarn to work this bad boy for 14 inches. So I went to my local yarn store, got some lovely gray Eco Plus Merino, and I'm really enjoying the knit and it's super wonderful. So the way that I felt about the eco vest the first time I cast it on and then set it down is kind of how I feel about skew. I really want to knit those socks and I just don't, oh, like I don't know that I have the brain power or the quiet time to actually get that done. Maybe, I don't know when, hopefully soon. Hopefully by the time I record next, I will have made some progress on those socks and have something to report. Right now, I'm extremely intimidated by them. One of the girls in my knit group was like, oh my gosh, I love that pattern. I have knit those four times and it's magical. She said that like every time you turn the heel on the skew socks, it's like super magical. Like when you turn the heel on a regular pair of socks and I absolutely love turning the heel on a regular pair of socks. So my mind may be blown when I form a heel in the skew socks. So I'm kind of enthusiastic and I really want to start it. I need to find the right needle because right now I don't think I have the right needle because her instructions are kind of complicated. I think that I'm going to go with um, like a magic loop because I think that's her preferred method that she wrote the socks for. So I need to find my size one extremely long circular needle before I could actually cast that on. And I need to read the whole pattern again. I read it the first time and I was still like, oh, I don't know. I'm not, I was super intimidated, but I got some confidence from knit group and we will have to see how that goes. And I will keep you posted. What else? I said I had spinning. Not really. I've just been working on the fleece formerly known as dreaded. And I would love to stay focused and finish this bad boy by the end of the year, at least the spinning and get to the plying. That would be fantastic. So I'm going to continue to focus on that. And if you can hear my little wheel pumping in the background, that's what I'm working on now. So for the entire time I'm recording today, I am spinning on the fleece formerly known as dreaded, or if you prefer the future beautiful sweater. All right. Looks like that's all I've got going on and spinning my wheels. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of spin control. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. In the weeks to come, I hope to have some more knitting, spinning, crafty goodness to share with you. I should have some travel adventures. And apparently there may be some weather adventures. This Thursday, we have our first forecast for snow. I know, right? 
like two weeks into October, and we already have snow in the forecast. Should be an interesting winter, winter I guess. And I will keep you posted on that. Uh, I will be closing this episode out with a song that is somehow related to luck that I have yet to pick. I need to go through my library and see what I've got on hand that makes me happy. And I will share that with you. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at shiloh at foreverhandmade. Catch me on Ravelry and Instagram as Forever Handmade. And of course, the hub for all of my other online goodness is at foreverhandmade.com. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. How can we make amends when we said all we said? I call and you don't pick up. How can I say instead that I hope it's for the best? I won't and I won't give up. I'm sorry, Like my old man, I make my own luck. And some birds are-